Good evening, everyone. This is Cameron live. Anyway, we're, we're going to have Bernadette Gabrielle come on. And we missed her last week. We had we had a great show. We had also um, a good friend of mine, Lacey Phillips. He was on, and we talked about his career in Broadway. And he's going to come back and talk about his music. So we're going to have a different we have a show about his music next time. But it was fun. And he, he he did a favor for me at the last moment, you know, when you do radio and you go, who can we get at the last minute? And he was very nice to come on. So we, we had a, we had Lacey Phillips come on, and, and he's going to do an album coming out. I think it should be shortly, and we'll let you guys know about it. Anyway, I'm I'm happy to announce, and she's there, is we have Bernadette Gabrielle, our life coach from, from Austin, Texas. <laughs> Hello, Cameron. How are Hello. you? Good, good. We uh, 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 too bad I'm not in Austin today because I would have gone. They had a nice festival, I understand, and I would have gone because see our Vegas thing. Oh, that's a that's another story. We'll talk about Vegas. Vegas, we we filled out the form, and then the guy said we didn't fill it out. So next year we're going to fill it out uh, eight months in advance. And then we'll go to Comic Con. It was just crazy because I was I was hoping to do the show from uh, from our hotel room at you know we were staying at the uh, Venetian, but we're gonna go there. We're, we're headed to Vegas soon, so everyone out there, we're gonna try to see if we can hit a show and interview people. In fact, it's the anniversary of what happened in Vegas. You know the people that oh, went, really? the concert. Yeah, we're gonna talk to some of them, and they have a park now. At the, I think at, it's at a, you know, I forgot the name of the hotel, but um, they're going to have, uh, you know, people singing, and it's going to be like an event, you know. Not the Mirage, it's a, I can't think of that hotel. But anyway, the hotel is uh, no more, they they have armed, uh, they have armed gun people at, at the top of the uh, hotel because of what happened. And now it's a very safe place to stay. You know, so uh, it's just a crazy thing. And then she, and then we'll have Shannon on. We're hoping to get Shannon on next week. And, you know, I've told her she'll come on, talk about uh, the experiences of that gun getting shot and then what happened in the year. So she'll be coming on next week. So uh, I wanted to catch up with everyone. And I want to give out the numbers, which is uh, uh, toll-free, 444 Four eight three one. Once again, three two three seven four 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 eight three one. You can email me at c Cameron Dancert at yahoo dot com, Cameron Dancert at twitter dot com, Cameron Dancert at at gmail dot com. So we're we're over there to hear what you want to say. So let's start the show. And Bernadette, welcome back. And tell us about. Uh, we're going to pick a topic which is actually something I figure you, you like you could talk about. You know, being that you work long hours and you have family to deal with family and you have stuff going on, and we'll talk about how you do it. How do you bl- balance both? Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really. <laughs> yeah, I say so. <laughs> you, you juggle, you walk the tight wire. I mean, there's all kinds of. No, but seriously, in all seriousness, it, yeah. it takes it takes a lot, you know. Being a a, a parent, a wife, 
you know, uh-huh. and also um, driven, type A uh-huh. type personalities where you have, you have to work. Juggling it, the, the trick to juggling everything is maintaining uh-huh. your own balance. Right, that's so true. Without, that very true. Yeah, it, because without that, I mean, honestly, what we do is we end up just um, almost losing our minds. And well, I yeah, can say that honestly well, because I was... <laughs> you lose your mind. Yeah. Kidding. No, but yeah. it's true. I mean, you know, when you when you give all of yourself and there's so many different um, components that take from you, whether it be yeah. husband, job, wife, children, career, education, right. you right. know, everything is pulling at you in one way or another. And, you know, so finding that balance for yourself is essential because you will lose your, you, you'll end up going to the doctor for, you know, anxiety medication, stress medication, I mean, you know. Right. So, well, you know, in other words, you know, you got to get to the level of, you know, um, chilling out and also being able to, you know, you know, you enjoy your family, which is cool, but you need your time to kind of recreate, get yourself back. And and you talked about a couple, few times about having the time to to be back. In fact, um, we're going to talk about your next seminar soon when you're going to have it because a lot of people have been we, asking me. We are putting it together um, for July 20th. July 20th? It's okay, I could go July then. 20th, yeah. Okay. So that is really exciting. I am collaborating with a group, and we are going to incorporate some new elements into this next one. And I am so excited about it and where it's going. Um, You know, this weekend here in Austin, as you previously mentioned. What's going on this weekend in Austin? We have, um, it's called Future Frontiers, Uh and it's it's like a conference slash festival of innovative, creative minds that uh-huh. are not afraid to begin the change that's necessary for us as a society to right. elevate and expand in consciousness and awareness. And right. that's huge. And every year, this conference gets bigger and bigger. And I had the privilege of meeting with several minds today and um, mingling with wonderful people who are just incredible. You know, they're they're on the cutting edge of technologies that are just astounding. Well, that's amazing because, you know, uh, when when people are on the next level to go higher and higher of their of their sphere, you get I get excited because that, that shows us that people are doing their best to get to the next level. They're trying to, you know, get stronger, and a lot of people do. They get stronger and everything, which is a good thing, right? Good thing. Yeah. And and that's also, by the way, part of balancing life. Like, for example, you know, this this event has been a collaboration of minds. But uh-huh. in these events, you have a certain energy that, right, that carries, right. that creative, open, diverse, 
accepting conscious aware energy and when uh-huh. everybody gets together that energy is 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 it just explodes and amazing things begin to happen but right. also it's almost a reprieve a rejuvenation of self so being right. able to disconnect from those things on the outside world the peripheral stuff that you know and allowing yourself to just step out of your mold and into something creative and allowing that aspect of yourself uh-huh. to unleash. It's, uh, it's right. almost like unleashing that inner child. And, and right. so keeping balance in family and work, life, you have to do that. You have to be able to connect and disconnect. Yeah. Well, what we're going to do to kind of transition, we're going to, uh, 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 you know, when people die, we try to, uh, give him a salute. Dr. John died, who was a he, American song. Did you ever hear him? At the we're gonna play it at the right place at the wrong time. We've got it. We got a recording. So we're gonna we're gonna play him to salute Dr. John. And he was from New Orleans. He died at 77 years old. He had a I got to meet him at a uh, at Pierce College in Los Angeles, and he he had a a wonderful way. Of his life, he says, you know, he was a diabetic, he had paraplegic, he, he had uh, some, you know, problems moving around. But I got to, I got to go on stage, and he did the right place at the wrong time. So let's play that for everybody. Oh, you, we're going to give you a treat. So we're going to play at at a right place at the wrong time right now. Here we go, at at BBS Radio. While we're while we're trying to mix the uh, his album, you know, we're, we're trying to get it on the on thing. I, it's, it's somewhat it's somewhat not working, but we'll, we'll, we try. You know, he was. Yeah. By the way, as we finally get him on, let me see if I can get another another recording of him because they have one. And he, and by the way, they had him at a festival in L.A. They used to call it the ba- uh, the Simi Valley Cajun. And you remember the great singer I had last two weeks ago? She's going to yes. have a new album coming out. My sister liked her, her, and she was very lively, and uh, and she's a Cajun. Oh, wow. oh, I got him on the background. The right place at the wrong time. Okay, so what we're going to do is next week we'll get another recording we'll play. So let's get back to – anyway, he, see, he was – he sang that song. He was he he talked about Bob Dylan, you know, because I I met him. And who was at the concert? It's funny, you you know, people nowadays. Uh, Fleet a uh, Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Wow. He was there. Awesome. He, so you remember you remember Dr. John. So Dr. John, everyone, if you never heard him, you know, you could hear his recording. He was kind of a Cajun singer. I've seen him at a lot of festivals in Los Angeles, and they had him play at the Simi Valley Festival. He sang, and in fact, they had Jefferson Starship. Uh, the, the last one I didn't get to go, but they had, uh, you know, they're now doing a lot of jazzy type of music. So anyway, uh, our salute to Dr. John, and we'll try to get. There's a book about him that came out uh, a year ago about Dr. John and. He fought through all these things he had. He had diabetes. He had, you know, with the uh, leg getting cut off. Oh, it's just unbelievable. So anyway, oh, wow. 
Yeah, he was 77 years old. And everyone out there, uh, you know, we'll, we'll do a tribute to him next week. I'll get a better copy of the CD, and then we'll play it. But anyway, we'll move on a little bit. I was just going to tell people some news, news and notes. You know my show, we talk about all the news and notes, what goes on. So what we're going to do on BBC News, we're going to talk about what's happening. And, you know, Trump was all over the joint this week. He goes to England, insults the mayor of London. Then he insults uh, the, you know, one of the duchesses. And then he comes back and insults uh, Nancy Pelosi, you know, the, the Speaker of the House. Then he insults uh, another government leader. Too much is too much. And that has to stop. I never heard of a, a, candidate, you know, a president going crazy. You, you can't talk to him. And, you know, if you can't tell him that he's wrong, then you know there's something very wrong in him, you know? Yeah. So he did yeah. a lot of crazy things. And let me give you some news stories. We kind of like to break it up a little bit. U.S. Uh, policeman was jailed today for the murder of a Australian national. Uh, Mohammed Noor shot Justine Drummond uh, as she approached uh, his car to report a possible rape. Now, what happened was, that was that was about a year ago. I don't know if you remember. And she got killed, and then um, the people in Australia got very angry over it. And um, they're suing wrongful death of $20 million on on this case. So see, we should see what happens. But the, but the policeman was a Muslim. He, he, was, he just went off uh, crazy, and she was shot. Can you imagine? You go to your car, you get shot. Wow. Crazy stuff. That yeah, goes on all the crazy. time. That is crazy. So anyway, she's going to go to courthouse in a wrongful death of $20 million. So, uh, and, they caught, and the U.S. cop, Mohammed Noor, was found guilty today of murdering her. So at least some justice came about. You know, we'll go through our yeah. little news thing. And then Columbine uh, High School in Colorado uh, could be torn down. And Jefferson County School District wants to end the morbid fascination with the school shooting. So that's been in the news, and people have been, you know, talking about their opinion about that. I think it should be torn down, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, it should be because it's bad memories for everyone. Uh, They want to make it a brand-new school and for the memory of all those people that got killed and... Oh, who's with us? I'm sorry. We got Danny? Hi, Who do we Danny. have? Hey, okay, we'll get Danny. We'll get you on. We've got, I wanted to introduce everyone. Danny Cruz is our UFO expert. In fact, you've got a lot of stuff going on. And then Bernadette yes. DiGabrielle is our life coach teacher from Austin, Texas. And Bernadette, your next seminar, I will go, definitely. Maybe Danny will go. Danny, you want to go to her seminar? Yeah, we'll, we yeah, can go and ten. take a plane together <laughs> from Burbank. We go to Austin, take the take United, a little United plane. But anyway, um, Bernadette, we're going to have Danny on real quick. Uh, awesome. Danny Hi, Cruz. Danny. Danny, you know Gabrielle. You know, uh, yes, Bernadette Gabrielle. So yeah, what's going on, Danny? Tell us what's going on hey. in UFO news. Hey, so what's I happening? Have some UFO news. Um, I want. I'm right up to date and in the middle of the field, playing field altogether with uh, okay. some recent FOIA requests. Freedom of Information Act 
to the okay. CIA. I have um, I just sent to them the about the Skunk Works uh, flying saucer program I've been talking about on the radio station. I gave them uh, I requested the name of uh, people involved in the flying saucer close encounter I had with the flying saucer on July 19th of 2013 specifically. Uh-huh. And um, I asked for any information regarding that program, and I also included the name T.J. Turner. He's the chief of security of Area 51 in Edwards Air right. Force Base. I got to speak Lowe's. to him. Yeah, you remember I got to speak oh, with good. him. I was lucky to speak with T.J. I, I, I got to speak good. with him. Same with tell us what, what you're finding out. And, and, and what we're going to well, do yeah. in the coming shows is we're going to talk about the different things of Roswell. In fact, uh, I'm going to find out my schedule and see if we can, if we can go to Area 51. Roswell. Yeah, well, I'm going to yeah, go to Area 51. The Roswell crash. Okay. Uh, I put in the FOIA request about the Roswell crash also okay. because TJ was certain that all the pieces to the Roswell UFO were in secure hands. And after Mr. Perth came out with the Deep Space Particle Accelerator Corporation, he was he found out that there were more parts to the piece, uh, more parts to the fine saucer puzzle that were out there. So he, that was one of the reasons why he disclosed to me the fine saucer program of Skunk Works. So I, I asked right. about that the Roswell the... in Mexico, and I have this um, other FOIA request I sent in to the CIA. It's about President Eisenhower's assassination attempt on Lowry Air Force Base in 1954, and I want to give uh, our audience. A uh, new theory that I've kind of come up with, and it's the uh, it's the uh, agreement that uh, the so-called story of Eisenhower meeting aliens in exchange exchanging the technology for um, allowing uh, aliens to abduct U.S. citizens to experiment right. on them. I want right. to take a step back from that and basically uh, maybe come up with another theory, a conspiracy theory that the extraterrestrial technology is actually Nazis and. And I believe that Eisenhower made an agreement with Nazis who were smart, super smart scientists who were creating these flying saucers in exchange right. for experimentation on Americans. And, right. um, and I think that's why maybe the assassination attempt happened. I think there was a, a person who may have found out that there was this uh, going on with Nazi exchange of technology for American experimentation. And that might be a reason why a person tried to assassinate Eisenhower, to stop him from making that agreement. Um, I, so I asked about that in another FOIA request. I asked for the person's name uh, who was uh, tackled. My grandfather tackled the would-be assassin on Lowry Air Force Base in 1954 uh-huh. and was awarded a knife handed to him by President Eisenhower himself as a, as a reward for his heroic actions. And the Brigadier General gave him a letter of commendation. So wow. in my FOIA request, I requested uh, the name of the would-be assassin. If there was any foreign threat, if he was categorized as a foreign threat, for instance, a Nazi or a KKK homeland threat um, that was trying to stop President Eisenhower um, or attack him. Uh, so I think that um, there might have been, and possibly this is just a theory, the the exchange of technology from Nazis, not actually extraterrestrials, but Nazi scientists who are super intelligent creating mm-hmm. these flying saucers. And just, um, it's, it's been my theory that there are no extraterrestrials and that we're dealing with super smart scientists that can create this technology and um, and that they're flying them. Because I was informed that the 
flying saucers are piloted by humans in some cases and artificial intelligence in other cases. So, Very interesting you um, say that because there were some there was a retired general that was on uh, Nevada station. We're going to get him on. He's been with George Nori. He's talked about um, his, you know, he's retired. Talk about that there are alien abductions, that aliens are very real. And he's the first to really come, you know, like full center. And the government, believe it or not, is going to, is going to release a lot of the stuff that happened, which is unbelievable. Because they would, well, they would never do that. The line. Yeah, if we can yeah. get the real answer, if there are extraterrestrials or if it's just Nazis uh, providing the technology in exchange for experimentation on humans in America, right. you know, right. you know, you have the Eisenhower story that there was an extraterrestrial meeting with Eisenhower that um, he agreed to in exchange for their technology to allow abduction. And I wanted to take a step back from that and possibly reason, are we dealing actually with extraterrestrials that are pure in the UFOs as pilots right. when these people are abducted? As, are they really Nazis? And when a person's in a flying saucer, do they just appear to, or do they resemble, or do they do they have this experience that it's an extraterrestrial, and in fact it's really just a human being that's super intelligent flying these craft that created them? So I was just... Um, just well, that's a, that's a thought, there. what you're saying. That's a thought, because people always said that there are other be- beings in, in the government, you know. And, in fact, when we do the book tour, which is soon, we'll have a, we'll have a guy who wrote about uh, UFOs. And he, he hasn't been in a lot of the contact of the desert, and I don't blame him, because he said contact in the desert for him was, wasn't a, uh, a, you know, a very good idea to, to come. But, uh, Danny, what about, the, about these people coming out and talk about their experiences. They had an article. You know, I got the, you know, the uh, uh, street paper, street rag, and one of them said that they're going to the Air Force bases and uh, disrupting missiles and missile launchers and everything. How true is that? Well, I know that the people who have experiences have been invited to the Air Force bases. I am one uh-huh. of them uh, myself because I was invited based on having a teleportation experience um, and sharing it with the, uh, Senator Feinstein and the Air Force, uh-huh. I was given a, a golden ticket, basically, to Edwards Air Force Base. Uh-huh. Um, a sponsor would give me clearance only if he would sign me in with TJ and pick me uh-huh. up at the security gate. And they were letting me in based on my teleportation experience. So I, I think there are more than just myself, of course, experiencing the teleportation and flying saucer encounters. Because they're correlated. Right. The, the, the right. flying saucer technology and laser technology, the electrical propulsion systems teleport objects and fly the saucers. So the, the teleportation that humans are experiencing when they're around the flying saucers is probably a phenomenon that's shared among different people. And I'm sure they reach right. out to the government and let them know that they're experiencing these things and they're directed to the right people. So right. And, and to disrupt the... The government's missiles and, and satellites and um, relationships even with foreign militaries that are threats, um, I, I think that's probably going on because I've had my experience of um, going in and being a counterintelligence accuser of having the government have black markets in the, uh-huh. in, the in the market area of, of weaponry. 
And because I was a space and defense contractor for my company, and I was being blackballed, there's no way you can get funding from the government when they already have flying saucers and teleportation technology right. of their own when you're, when you're trying to license with them the same technology. So I, I made accusations that the United States has a black market that controls that technology and that it's affecting humans in a way that's very personal in their lives. Right. And even more so in business when when a super scientist comes out with technology and wants to license it and right. the reason for not funding it is originality. They already have the technology right. in their hands. So there's no way that the private sector um, is ever going to make money by receiving funding right. to that's put true. the technology together. It's so powerful. You can't build this technology in the public because you need about 440 amps to power this electrical propulsion system, and that's enough to charge a small city. So it right. has to be government controlled. And there's just no way that the private sector, from a small business perspective, is going to be able to get their hands on the energy source necessary to create these flying saucers and teleport objects. It's just impossible right. out of the hands of the public. So I can see that there might be disruptors and dissenters and accusers going into these bases, making sure that they know that um, there's an unfair game going on right now. And the, the part that's really messed up about it is that the American scientists have had their hands on this Nazi technology for 50 years and still can't understand it. They, they right. have scientists in collections from Russia, Japan, Israel, um, China, all trying to right. understand together how this works, and they still haven't gotten to the crux of, of how this unknown force of electrical electricity um, defies gravity here right. on Earth. And so we have these flying saucers that have no wings, no propulsion, no uh -huh. jet fuel, no jet engines, or, or um, any sign of uh, it, They fly in silence, and they, they can accelerate to speeds that can leave you in the blink of an eye. And, oh, sure. Um, and sure so, well, one other thing, Danny. I want to see if I want to see if uh, Bernadette. Do you have any questions, Bernadette? Uh, Bernadette, when, when's your next? Uh, hi, Bernadette. When's your next? Uh, uh, what What would you call that? Um, Seminar. What do you do? I forget. I'm trying to think of the hi, name Danny. of what you do. Sorry. <laughs> what do you do? It's, it's funny. What is the? It's, um, a, it's a workshop. The workshop. Thank you. I was doing public speaking workshop. Uh, what is it going to be focused on? Actually, it's going to be focused on um, shedding the toxic layers and beginning with relationships. So oh, basically wow. helping people to... We can all use some education. Yeah, it's, it's helping people to release traumas, emotional disturbances, bringing themselves back to balance so that they can begin attracting into their life what they really want. Interesting. Oh, I would love to attend that. I'd be one of your best students in the front row. <laughs> well, I would love to have you. I think it would be fantastic, especially, you know, with all of your experiences. I think it would I think it would be great. Yeah, I yeah. think so too, well, Danny. Sharing, I think it would be love, love, uh, love and peace and joy and and uh centeredness just kind of comes out of me through teleportation when it when you when you cross the path where you teleport and it's no longer in action you got to just have to let it go say hey it happened and let that love and let that peace and joy and 
and centeredness flow to other people. And um, I found that I found that relationships with abilities like that um, tend to have these abilities tend to have relationship qualities that are theological in nature that that involve love and transcending yourself and putting it into other people. That, well, that's, what he's saying is, uh, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry, Danny. Go ahead. Danny, go ahead. Yeah, so I just yeah, feel like uh, being able to shed the toxic part where you hold on to these experiences so much, um, learning from you and what that means would be a very important uh, part of everybody's day-to-day life. Oh, sure. I, you know, I completely agree. It is so pivotal. It's really the first step to redefining your direction um, is, is critiquing your circle of influence. And that's really the goal is because so many people crave change in their life in one area or another or many. And when they have influence in their life that is negative and toxic, it really kind of, it's not kind of, it does. It squashes that individual's ability to really embrace what they, what is innate to them, what they're passionate about, what their purpose is. You know, right. so oh, it is the beautiful. it's the very first step to to recreating your reality. So, and what, what yeah. I say you have to kind is, of prepare for the rest of the day after these things happen. Kind of like I was doing a meditation today, and I was just focusing on the peace and the love and the joy and the the centeredness of of the moment, right. being living in the moment. Right. And, that's, um, that, no, that's a good I, thing. We always, tend, we always tend to go towards the past or the present or the future, but. Um, when we when we have anxiety, and so just focusing on the moment and um, shedding all of the the anxiety and toxicity of worry and, and guilt and, and shame uh, helps us do that. Right. Yeah, especially since those those emotions many times are ignited by those people around us. It's funny because I was also thinking, I was thinking and I'm speaking with somebody earlier and it was like, you know, there was a point in my life when really nothing shook me. I was, you know, I was in a really great place and I had, you know, just come off of a huge conference and feeling good about it, very balanced and and whatever. And something had happened in the family dynamic and, you know, more than one individual has come to me and been like, oh, my God, you're just too calm. Like, how can you be like this? You know, you should be, you, you should be like, losing your mind. And, right. you know, I, I let those seeds in. And as a result, I'm like, oh, you know what? Maybe I am underreacting. Maybe, I, maybe it doesn't show that I care because I'm, I'm not, you know, losing my mind, so to say. And I, I and a lot allowed of those seeds. A lot of people get the opposite criticism. Say that again. Being too quick to react, and so you're on. You kind of have that spectrum of: is it, are you not overreacting too much, or are you reacting too much? Uh, a lot of a lot of criticism comes from family about that. Like, you, I can't ever talk to you because whenever I do, you snap. Right. Huh? Right. Oh, okay. Or the or the opposite extreme. You know, I I don't get anything no, from you. Right. Yeah. And and it wasn't that, you know, I wasn't, you know, influenced by the situation or I didn't have an opinion on it, rather. 
But it was just that I didn't, I didn't lose my mind. I didn't yell. I didn't, you know what I mean? I, I didn't lose it. And, and as a result, I allowed those seeds of these people to enter. And I was like, oh, you know what? I, I probably am under that. And it caused the opposite response. You know, and uh-huh. then it, I, I fell into that cycle where, oh, wow, now things affected me on a whole different level. And I had to regain right. my balance yeah. in that. Yeah. yeah. And, so, anyway. All of us are different. Yeah. Um, and they can come out in different ways. Just like Danny, you, the I just wanted to mention to folks that they'd like to call in, talk to Danny Cruz, or talk to uh, Bernadette DiGabriel, our phone number 323 744 4831. Once again, 323-744-4831. Next week, we will, t- uh, Danny, hopefully come on. We'll talk about other Absolutely. topics in the UFO world. And I wanted to mention, because I used to do the UFO news when we were at uh, the other station, and what's going on right now, let me mention, they had a couple, to kind of get everyone a little focused on the weekend, they had a mysterious UFO uh, flying near a secret base baffles U.S. military. I think that's the. Uh, I think it's in Las Vegas. <laughs> that's where it's been. Las oh. Vegas has been going. And the five UFOs in the sky above Miami, Florida, in March of this year. And then they had a huge UFO filmed over Las Vegas in March of this year. And a UFO filmed over the moon, uh, which I, I've seen. It's interesting. And a UFO. Appearing, crashing in Russia. Very interesting. Wow. Now, there's, Those there's are the few things that are going on UFO News. What was that? Beach just had a sighting not too long ago. Two days ago, there were sightings of unidentified flying objects flying over Huntington Beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can huh. believe so it. They were, they were a hot spot over the ocean, in the waters even. Well, no, what so you're saying is... I also is... want to let you know, Cameron, I applied for the CIA for the second time. I put in all my experience with space and defense and selection intelligence committee and being ready uh-huh. for the Stunkworks Flying Saucer Program. And I don't know if they'll hire me because they already guided and assisted me so much. But if they do hire me, I just wanted to let you know I've, I've applied for the CIA again. And uh-huh. I've, I've contacted them, and they're in, they're in good standing with me. They've, I've been uh, represented by the Office of General Counsel of the CIA by letter, the highest lawyer uh-huh. in the agency on my behalf to defend me for some legal issues that were going on. So I was I was represented by the highest lawyer of the CIA, Office of General Counsel by letter, to defend me. So I'm already on my path to um, to trying to work with them. I've been that's uh, great political political um, uh, methodologist is one of the applications that I put in for. And I've had all the experience working with different foreign embassies, such as Russia, Japan, Israel, China. China called me. Uh, Jetro, Japanese External Trade Organization, working with finances, cost proposals, unsolicited proposals, and scouring the world for the technology that my company had and being able right. to say there is no country on Earth that has technology except for the United States of America. Oh, yeah. So I've I had agree my, with you on that. I've had the political and military experience necessary to check a lot of boxes for the application, uh-huh. and I've also been let into programs. So I'm hoping that I, I get accepted and am hired, but if not, I'll just continue on my path and continue to work hard on the disclosure of flying saucers. Well, you, you and me Teleportation will... technology. Well, I was going to say, Danny... You and me will be going to different things, 
and if you do get CIA or whatever, uh, like we met a guy um, at the contact of the desert was a CIA agent, and he talked about what happened, and he said CIA wouldn't, wouldn't allow him to talk about it. It was at, when we were in Palm Springs. Next year, I will go to contact the desert with you, and hopefully we can okay. find out what's going on. That's a, you know, an event. I didn't go this year. Yeah, CIA is definitely in charge of the technology that flies it. They have a, they were the ones allowing us to uh, bring the technology they already have to the table to the United States of America in the first place. So right. they're opening doors uh, right now for people who have the capability of creating the technology to come to the government. They just right. haven't been able to fund it yet. Okay, go ahead. You're saying you're in the middle of saying something about. It. That weren't able to fund. Danny, yeah, with us? Yeah, the CIA is opening doors for the okay. private sector to license the technology, but they're not opening doors to funding. The government agencies uh -huh. are on their own for funding, and the government agencies are failing to fund the private sector for the flying saucer technology they already have. So they're, I think once the, once the public sector super scientists, um, private sector super scientists who can build these things get funded, That'll be the next step in the, this next generation of public public announcement of flying saucers. Right. It's actually a company that is creating these things. No, that, that's true. What you're saying is very right on, because there are there is company in, out of <coughs> Palmdale that is, is doing various stuff. Skunkworks. Yeah. Yeah, Skunkworks out there. And in fact, um, I had a guy on many years ago. I think he died because I could never get him. But we're going to try to get Scott Waring, who who's a UFO UFOologist. I met Scott at a, an event, a thing that um, you know uh, Upars was doing, and and also uh, Upars will probably be meeting. Hopefully, I'll get to see you by then. Uh, it's going to be coming soon, and then Scott Waring will have on with the up to date information. He he runs a a website. I'm just looking at it. As we're talking, UFO sightings daily, and believe oh, me, okay. so. Uh, yeah, you've seen that one. I, I've showed you that one. Ken, Ken Pfeiffer, he has the largest, the world's largest collection of UFOs online. He, well, you know, so I we want to get, get Ken, Ken Pfeiffer back on because we had a very interesting yeah. uh, discussion with him on and talk about the latest. And then he 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 was away from uh, I want to say MUFON. Then he came back. I didn't go to MUFON's meeting. I was busy doing my thing, but uh, you know he went back to MUFON, which is very interesting because he had a right. He, he had different uh, opinions. He went over to MUFON. several different countries. Yeah, he represents yeah. several different countries. I forget which one, Portugal or Turkey, might be one right. of them. But he, he's a uh, he's on a uh, different level. He represents several different countries for MUFON. Oh yeah, very bright guy. We'll have we'll get him on one day. We're we're working on that. He. He was, right, I'll we, try and get a hold of him and try and schedule him in for an 815 call for you. I'll, I'll step out that night and have yeah. a phone call in if I can. Well, can, and then also I'm going to try to get, you'll, you'll try to get Steve, uh, you know, uh, Marillo. Marillo, I haven't seen. You know, I went to a meeting but of, um, of UPARS, and the problem with UPARS is, you know, they don't return phone calls, <laughs> you know. That's the only thing. Oh, Upar yeah. did a great job by getting Annie Jacobson. They had the same guest we did, and she's not an easy person to get in touch with, but they got her. Who who did Upar? So we both yeah, we both got Annie Jacobson in our 
We had her. In oh yeah, she was did our show. Annie Jacobson. Yeah, yeah, Very we had the telepathic communication, and Uri Geller personally referred us. So Uri Geller, I would love to get Uri Geller to come in and call on the studio into the studio. Well, Uri, isn't he in London, England? Uh, I think he was able to move back to Israel. He was in the. Oh contest really? I haven't heard about that. Benjamin Netanyahu and Annie Jacobson when they were writing the book. Uh, phenomenal. Really. Uh, America's Secret Studies into ESP and Psychokinesis. Yeah, uh-huh. her time with Uri was spent in the compound with Benjamin Netanyahu, so he's been allowed back into Israel. He gave intelligence away of Israel to other countries. I think it might have been America. Uh, uh-huh. But he was doing remote viewing for the CIA to find gold and silver uh, for a time. Oh, really? But I would love to be able to have him come in because he's the one who referred me to Annie Jacobson, his friend, to get the interview, and I would just love to tie the two together again. Well, the you know, to look up Uri Geller, he has a new museum in uh, old uh, Jaffra, uh, and that's in Israel. I guess he's back there. And then uh, yeah, Uri Geller was in London. About. You're correct about that. Yeah, he was, he was in, in London, London for was... a long time. Yeah. He was expelled uh, from Israel, wasn't he? He was not allowed to be in Israel. That's right. They expelled him. That's correct. And he has the whole thing. He looks good. Because I'd seen him on a show, and he was troubled. It was uh, an old, um, I want to say, I don't know if it's a Today Show or one of them where he looked really old. Now he looks good. He was really good. Well, they started criticizing his abilities. They, they, They started calling him a mystifier instead of a true psychic with the ability right. to teleport, remote view. His abilities were one in a trillion when he remote viewed for the CIA. Right. And he would hit them over and over again. So he's right. like a perfect, he's a perfect run of what you consider psychic abilities and flying saucers are involved. Well, he's a rarity. He's a rarity in our society because you know, not too many people could, could have been a spoon like he could. That's for sure. Right. Yeah. But for Stop all your Geller fans, really big on his his clock. Well, they have on the BBC documentary, The Secret Life of Ori Geller, classified. I'll have to see that on on the BBC channel. I haven't seen it, so I can't comment. But well, Stanford it, University, yeah, Stanford University and I, we spoke, and I got to share my teleportation and flying saucer experience with the people who studied Ori Geller for uh-huh. viewing at Stanford University. And I got to share with them that I was speaking with the Air Force like he did, too, attached to the teleportation physics study of Dr. Mead. I shared with them Dr. Mead's personal email address uh-huh. and the uh, email that I received from him with the project attached asking for a synopsis of my life influences. So I got to be right involved in that inner circle of uh, people who teleported and saw flying saucers the DOD was studying with Stanford. Uh-huh. And, uh, Uri Geller was the prime uh, candidate for uh real in-depth study, uh, something that is out beyond anecdotal and and considered very, very um, reputable. Uh, Interesting. Yeah, Uri Geller's experiences were considered highly, uh, high, very real instead of anecdotal. Right, right. Well, that's, you know, very interesting. Anyway, what we're going to, what I was going to mention to folks is that we're going to try to get uh, a writer that wrote about Area 51. And I'm trying to get him on. He he's in he's went back to Boston, but he did a, a six month six month study in uh, Area 51, which is in Nevada. 
And you have to go there to experience it. And I had a very interesting, a very interesting place. And it's like uh, people there are like zombies, you know. We ask them questions. Oh, really? We didn't see it. We don't know. Well, you were so telling me happened. that they were teaching the motions of metal. In Area 51, they were teaching the motions of metal. Oh, I bet they were. I bet they were. Uh, real, real quick, I wanted to give an update. There's a couple of stories we can update. Uh, and then probably next week they'll have the story. But uh, uh, Donald Trump, uh, he's got a way with words. Uh, I'm just going to mention to... Uh, oh, okay. See, I like doing live radio. Everything happens at once <laughs> on live radio, I'm telling you. you might anyway, know what I want to mention before we go on, uh, they asked uh, Donald Trump, uh, he reached an agreement, by the way, to avoid Mexico tariffs that happened tonight. So uh, uh, news bulletin, oh. U.S. President Trump had threatened tariffs unless Mexico uh, stemmed the flow of immigrants. I was reading America. about that. Yeah, that was, that's a true <laughs> true story. And also, yeah. uh, we talked about the Columbine. They want to tear it down. We talked about the U.S. police officer that was jailed for the murder of an Australian citizen. And then also, U.S. had charged with triple LGBT murder. And I didn't know about that. You know, it's funny how Friday night, it's like all the news comes out. And then we talked about the great <laughs> Dr. John, who died at 77. And then R. Kelly is going to, he's got new sexual assault charges. I can't believe it. Can't believe it. That goes oh, on. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, you know, things, news always is there, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and Trump, Trump said something that, that the moon was part of, part of Mars. Oh, no, he to, said, he said that NASA should stop worrying about um, landing on the moon. That's okay. What was his analogy? And, <laughs> um, and that they, you know, they should be focused more on Mars. And the response from NASA is that the Moon and Mars are intertwined. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they're not as one. They're two different places. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> so, well, you know, he does well, that. We definitely he definitely need to lot. focus on Mars. I agree with Trump. Well, no, he's well, intertwining both of them. He's putting the moon and Mars together rather than talking separately, which is a point because the moon is the moon, the Mars is Mars, you know? Right. I wonder places. if Trump has been informed about the moon base that we have up there. About 250 square miles of the moon has been constructed into a moon base for quite some time. Right. That's true. That is true. And by the way, we've got a couple minutes more than... And then we'll, you know, we we'll be back next week. But I wanted to mention. You, now, do you have any thoughts of the week for that? That's our new thing now. Thoughts of the week. You know, I do have a thought of the week, and the thought of the week is this: our thoughts are the foundational premise by which we manifest our reality. So, true. All of the energy and the intention that we put behind each and every thought that we have, either is going to breathe life or death into what you really want. Right. So, govern your thoughts. That is the very first step towards recreating the reality that you're currently living and the reality, into the reality that you really want. But touche, that very, 
Very nice uh, saying. That's true. That is very true. Thank now, you, Danny. Do you have Danny? Do you have a do you have a thought you want to get by from yes, this week? Yes, I have a thought for the week. Yeah, I have a thought for the week. I was I was going to go with um, when you're focusing on a little piece of information. Um, let our audience know, like if you have a little piece of information, maybe it's a temporal geographic experience you have of a place and a time. And a and a way that you got there, and you focus on this place. Keep a, keep a little keep a little tad bit of room for that information to take hold and plant itself in in your mind, and right, really focus true. on that place. And and give it give it a year or two, and then when you have the time, take a trip to that place and go there, and uh, see what your unconscious tells you about that place because you're gonna. See if you have an unconscious awareness that can speak to your thoughts about what you've been meditating on this place for, right. for some time. And see if Amen. you can, like Bernadette, shed that toxicity about that place and move forward with positivity. And that's, uh, let, that's, that, let that be that. a freeing moment. Right. Let that be a freeing well, moment for you and prepare, prepare yourself for uh, what lies ahead. And um, I think that that's my thought of the week is is going back to places that you just give that little place a, a little piece of your mind for some time and, and right. cross that path again and go over there and free yourself from it from your Danny, thoughts. Danny, we, we all got a minute left. Like, oh. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I have to say. Anyway, real quick, my my thought of the week is how Donald Trump bragged about his amazing effect on Queen, Queen Elizabeth. First of all. <laughs> a lot of the things he said were totally off base. And Laura Ingram said, "What do you, you have this automatic chemistry with the British monarch?" No, he doesn't. She, uh, you know, he knows how to, uh, uh, you know, you know, make everyone seem important for the moment. But then he lets them have it, you know. So I don't <laughs> think too much of it. And my thought of the week is, let's not have war. Let's have peace. And in Russia today, there was an incident that happened. With one of our ships, let's not have war. Let's not pray for no war. Anyway, all about love, talk. awareness, and consciousness, people. We love you. That's it. Love we love you peace. guys. Love <laughs> anyway, I want to thank everyone for this uh, evening show. Next week we'll go on to some other stuff. Danny has me and uh, Bernadette, and I want to thank everyone. Have a wonderful evening. Good night from Los Angeles. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, guys. Thank you. Have a great evening.